Hi everybody, my name is Jackie Grant. Today's podcast is all about food choices post-bariatric surgery. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter which bariatric surgery you've chosen to have. To achieve your goals, what's important is the food choices that you make long-term that you follow your team, so your dietitian, your surgeon's input with your diet, and that you think about where you get your information about the foods that you can and cannot eat after surgery. So here's the overview. Everybody is different. Your dietitian is specialized in understanding the foods that you can eat post-bariatric surgery. Now, myself as a weight management practitioner, personal trainer, nurse, coach, and someone that's gone through bariatric surgery, so I've studied nutrition as well, diploma in, in weight management, as well as my nursing, studied nutrition there, as well as personal training, studied food choices and menu planning. And I've lived the bariatric journey. I live it still every day, post-bariatric. And I know that someone else that has had the sleeve gastectomy, which is what I've had, will eat different foods and different amounts to me. So at the end of the day, the studies show, the nutritional studies show that there is no foods that you can't eat. It just means that certain foods are going to be harder to digest and break down and take longer. Some dietitians will tell you not to eat red meat. Some will tell you not to eat bread. And that's based on their knowledge and their experience. At the end of the day, the foods that you can and cannot eat is entirely up to your body, your response. And the key message that all of your bariatric team will give you is to choose nutritional food choose nutritional food that fuels your body starchy carbs such as breads pastas and rice expand in the stomach or in the little pouch that's created with bypass and they take up a lot of room they take up a lot of time to break down and to be digested so to pass through the digestive system a lot longer than your salads a lot longer than your vegetables so the key is to remember that the food that you're eating will take up room in your stomach or the pouch that that occurs for the bypass and that's moving to the small intestine the other thing to know is that there's less digestive enzymes produced for those that have had bypass than those that still have part of their stomach left with the sleeve and that affects how long food is sitting there or how long it takes for it to be passed through the rest of the digestive system and how much nutritional content will be absorbed into the body from that food as well so it's extremely important that the food choices you make are giving your body the nutrients it requires along with the food for fuel for energy now there's diets out there or menu plans that tell you that you can live off 900 calories 
And the thing is that if you're wanting to count calories, the general advice that the surgeons and the dietitians give you is up to 1,100 calories a day for the average active person post-bariatric surgery. And the reason being is that your body, your digestive system now can only take in a small amount of food. So you want to make sure that there's that nutritional content You also want to be aware that as you're releasing excess weight, your body then adapts to the new food plan and the new exercise plan that you've got going. It adapts. It's like anything. The body is amazing at adapting. And that's a good thing. However, what it can lead to is sometimes the frustrations of not knowing what to do next to keep the weight coming off. And that's where having a variety of foods Getting to know your body, so learning about intuitive eating and to keep moving is important. So for you to help you make the right decisions with regards to foods, one of the key things that you'll find is that if you've joined a a group on Facebook about bariatric surgery, it could be a gastric sleeve group, it could be a bypass group, it could be a weight loss group, That's great for a little bit of moral support. However, that is not the place to necessarily get your diet guide from or it is not necessarily the group to get massive amounts of emotional support because everybody has an opinion and an experience and most of the people in the groups are not qualified in this area. They have not got a dietitian background or a weight management background and they and most of them have not got an exercise such as being a personal trainer exercise physiologist background either so this is where it's great to be in the group to for other people to understand yes I went through this and share their success stories and become motivated but at the end of the day not everybody's dietary or exercise advice in those groups is going to help you get to success it can and I'm hearing it and reading it a lot is that it's actually causing people to feel like there's no hope for them like they're confused they don't know what to eat and then they run into problems because they've followed the advice of people in the group and they've got themselves into prob- into problems and complications because it's not been the right advice for them their body their situation So when it comes to dietary advice and the foods that you should or shouldn't eat post-bariatric surgery, follow the dietitian's guide first. That is your first place because they're the people that have taken the time to get to know this. Work with somebody that actually has the experience and the knowledge around weight management, nutrition. Connect with those people. When it comes to your exercise, which this podcast is mostly about food, is work with somebody that understands bariatric surgery and exercise. So someone like myself, I am a personal trainer. I understand bariatric surgery. I've studied weight management and nursing. 
And I now have a course for personal trainers to do so that they can understand that when it comes to food, when it comes to exercise, what is different for you, the person that's had bariatric surgery versus the person that hasn't because the training will be different. There's different requirements. There's things to take into account that the average personal trainer does not understand. And once again, issues and problems occur. So just to recap, it's a really um, brief guide, this podcast, and I am working on a exercise and uh, exercise and menu planning. So some recipes and some ideas for people that have had bariatric surgery. I'm working on that book as we speak, aiming to have it out early 2021. And it's specifically tailored for people that have had bariatric surgery on where to start and what to do. If you've read my book, Can Do Bariatric Surgery, throughout that book, I refer you back to your dietitian and your surgeon for that advice because at the time of writing that book, I did not have my diploma in advanced weight management. I did not have my diploma in at that time, but I had other nutritional studies qualifications but during that I encouraged you to go back to your doctor and if you'd like that book you can contact us on breakfreewithjackie.com and we can guide you to ordering that book. So when it comes to food post-bariatric surgery the key is to follow your dietitian's advice first. Listen to your body there's no hard and fast rule The key is your portion sizes. The key is to choose nutritional foods that support your body, gives your body the nutrients that it requires and fuels your body to have energy to live your life. They're the basic things that you you should be remembering and applying after you've had surgery. Be kind to yourself and be patient because the weight will go through times where nothing shifts. It stays the same. When you're exercising more and moving more, it may go up a little bit. The key is after having this surgery that you can become malnourished quickly. So therefore, nutritional content is important. If you find that you can't eat carrot after having bariatric surgery, that's your experience. It doesn't mean that no one else should eat carrot after bariatric surgery. It simply means that for you, it's problematic. You're having some issues with it. It could be you need to um, cook it rather than eat it raw. It could be that there's something else going on in your body that's causing that response. For the starchy carbs such as rice, pasta, yes, it is generally advised to eat them minimally because your protein is important, especially in the first 6 to 12 months. So to make sure that there isn't muscle wastage, that's why your protein is important. Want to make sure that it's fat that's being released instead of muscle and that you get an opportunity to build up some more muscle. So when you think of how much room you've got and you're wanting to get the best from the foods that you eat, then yes, you look at it and you go, do I need the rice right now? Maybe not. Potato can become a little bit harder as well, especially if you're frying it, then it's got to break down through the fat layer. So it's 
really keeping it basic, keeping it true, trial and error and portion sizes. Your dietitian has set you up. Follow that. Then when you're getting a bit stuck, reach out to people such as myself who's studied nutrition and weight management, who's also studied exercise. And keep listening to your body. It's unique to you. If you were to ask me about starchy carbs, I rarely eat them, but that's my choice. That's because of how I feel after I eat them. But that's my experience. That might not be yours. I always, when choosing nutritional food, come back to the value for my body. And if I'm finding myself wanting the high fats, the high sugar foods, I look at it and I think, all right, why is it that I want that food? Why is it I really want some chocolate now? And how am I going to feel after I eat it? What value is it to my body? And it could be that I have a very small square, one square, enjoy it, and then I'm done because I haven't deprived my body on myself. But usually if I find that I'm craving that sugar and that, it is something else that my body needs. And there's habits as well. And that's a whole other podcast. The habits that we need to break for long term. And I, yes, I did say the word need, which I don't use a lot, but do need to change to create long term change. There's a lot of habits that, that when being obese have been developed that for long-term success are important to be changed and that as I said is a whole other podcast but today when it comes to food and post-bariatric surgery nutrition is number one and once again listen to the team that set you up if you require ongoing support there are people like myself out there that is a weight management practitioner personal trainer nurse coach and lived it reach out make sure you take your multivitamins as well so important to take your multivitamins thanks for listening have an amazing day and remember success is yours you will achieve your goals believe you can and you will